This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Welcome back to Tort Talk. So glad you're here listening to these episodes, and you are listening every week. I hope it's really easy to. All you have to do is just go here in the player, listen to the previous episodes, and make sure that you stick around for the upcoming episodes as well. I am Paul Stadden. I am the host, the facilitator, the questions asker of these episodes, and I get the privilege of every week talking to the expert of these episodes, and that would be Terrence Gross of Gross & Schuster. Welcome back, Terrence. Thank you for being here. Glad to be here. I'm glad we get to talk about this. We've been talking about uh, in the past couple of weeks, we talked about case value. We talked about importance of who the victim is and you know, preparing the witnesses. I'd love to talk this week about the nature and extent of the damage to a vehicle and how that plays into a case evaluation. What do you do differently depending on whether a vehicle looks damaged, is severely damaged, maybe you could get some experts to tell you whether the damage is more than it seems. How does that work? Well, the latter we don't do. So I tried that one time and one time mm. only. Mm. Okay. So okay. it was back in uh, ooh, probably 1980s. And visibly, the car didn't look that damaged. But again, it, the repair was much more and so forth. And, uh, you know, the bumper sort of, you know, the new bumpers will push in and yeah. pop out a little bit. Yeah. So the bumper externally didn't look too bad, but underneath it was a bit... It wasn't, you know, from a picture standpoint, it didn't look that bad, but the repair bill was pretty high for that time. So I thought, okay, I'll do what you just said. Maybe I'll get an expert. And the expert, you know, we did, he did a good job. He did all this kind of stuff. And then in closing argument, the insurance company lawyer is a pretty sharp guy. He holds up the picture of the car. Uh-huh. And, and by then, the jury gets to know how much I paid the expert, which, of course, was thousands of dollars. Okay. okay. So he holds up this picture. He says, it's, it's interesting. Mr. Gross just had this expert who he paid thousands of dollars to to show you people, to tell you people that there's a lot of damage to this car when you could see it with your own eyes. And one of the jury's instructions, my friends, is to bring your common sense to court. You don't leave your common sense at home when you come to a trial. And Mr. Gross wants you to ignore your common sense looking at this picture by bringing in some fancy expert who you paid thousands of dollars to to tell you what a big car wreck this was. And uh, we did lose that case. And it was a great argument by him. I said, mm, I don't think I'll do that again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Think, okay. I tried that, you know, trial Ugh. by error. But, but again, I will tell you that, again, I've won cases. I have won cases where there wasn't much of an impact, but I will tell you in, in my career, I haven't counted my cases, but certainly I've had over 10,000 and I probably have lost maybe a dozen and of the dozen, maybe at least six or eight of those were what we would call quote unquote low impact where there mm. just wasn't much damage. And those are harder when the, when they, when the insurance company comes, they blown up these pictures and people have seen little fender bender. Most people have been at a fender bender anyway. Right. We, we all have been, and we barely even call it an accident, you know, in the parking lot or, or something. And you get out of your car, you look at it, and you get a rep- your car repaired for $900, and, and you go your own way. So people bring their own life experiences in there. So those can be very difficult cases to try. So, yes, it's much easier for me when there's a lot more damage. So when I do get a car wreck and it's just i mean it is total i mean smushed in 
well, then I want more money. Right. And then the insurance company, and they'll start saying, well, the damage to the car is not that big a deal. I said, it's funny because every time I get a low impact, you want to shove it down my throat. Right. And now I got one with a big impact and you don't even want to evaluate it that way. <sighs> so it, it, it is a factor. So I think people try to argue that it's not. Um, you know, what I do argue, and I think it's common sense, is with these low-impact accidents where there's not much damage. Think about what a car is made of. It's made of metal. Mm -hmm. A disc is not even cartilage. Cartilage is a stronger part of your body than your disc. Your disc, I've heard radiologists call it like a jelly donut. Right, right. It's just a gelatinous film uh, with fluid in it, but the disc itself is fibrous. It's just a fibrous, it's hard to explain what it's like. It's 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 not even it's it goo. <laughs> it's just barely contained goo. Exactly. You got yeah. the, you got the fluid inside a little uh, gelatin, like a Jello container, like Jello. Right. Right. And and so uh, so when you got metal, if metal metal could people get their trailer hitches hit or or whatever it may be, and those trailer hitches they don't bend, they don't give, but the impact is still there. So and and that happens more than you know Man. and. And sometimes, you know, they'll they'll start saying, well, the rear of your client's vehicle didn't look that bad. I said, what about the front of your insurance? Because they'll hit, like when a little Nissan hits the the rear of a, a Ford 250 with a trailer hitch on it, the front of their car is taken out, you know. So, but anyway, so but I try to get away from that because that's more of an insurance company right. argument. I like to stay with the MRIs. I like to stay with what the doctors are saying and what my plaintiff is saying. So I think if you've got a good plaintiff, uh, that sometimes is the glue that can hold a case together. A friend of mine just tried a case uh, just last week uh, in Bay County, and he knew he had a bad client. And he uh. told me this, and they, they were offered like $100,000 um, on a clear liability case, uh, but his client just wasn't a good uh deponent or testifier right and there there were some priors but this lawyer thought he could just prepare the client and do so he put all this effort in and he was hoping he told me i, I was hoping he had his fingers crossed that his client would be like a six at trial okay he knew they wouldn't be a 10 right so he's hoping maybe a six and i can win this thing uh they were like more like a two Ooh. and the jury gave a zero so mm. i think you know the the claimant could be uh, the biggest uh, problem with some of these cases. In fact, the same lawyer, I'll tell you a funny story. He's my best friend. So he had another case. This is back in the 80s. And here's what happened. He had this guy that he was representing on a whiplash. And this guy was just, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I think I could say this, scumball. Yeah. Okay. I said it. All right. There okay. it is. There it is. Okay. It's out there, folks. It's, it's a good It's a good okay. analysis. He was a scumball. He was just dirt. Uh, he, he was not a good deponent. He was not a good person. Mm. Uh, and the insurance company quickly picked up on it. And, you know, the, it was only a 25,000 limit. And my client wanted the 20, I mean, my buddy won the 25,000 nonetheless for the injuries. And they offered like 5,000. So they go to court. And the jury says zero. Ooh. But at trial, the judge made a mistake. On, on on something. I don't know what the mistake was, but the case got reversed. Oh. And when it gets reversed, you get a new trial. You get another shot at it. Okay. Well, 
on appeal, the client, the scumball guy, dies. <gasps> Nothing to do with the car wreck. Okay. He just died. Maybe a heart attack, let's say, right, right. whatever it was. So the insurance lawyer found out about it says, okay, I guess we're done, right? We're He's dead, uh, case over, right? Mike said, no, uh, his, his wife, family, his, his claim is still there. His wife was as sweet as could be. Uh, so now the case goes back to trial. This guy's uh, not even there. And now the, his wife is testifying. She, oh, he was in so much pain and this, and we, we couldn't have sex and, and, and whatever and all these things. And and the jury gave him like $50,000. Oh, my gosh. So the case got better when the plaintiff died. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I guess this, this raises my next question, which is how important is likability? There you go. And I think it, 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 it is, it also relates to lawyers. So a lot of times it is the claimant, but every now and then, once in a blue moon, and I don't know why it keeps on being in Santa Rosa County, but it seems like it's happened. It happens every several years, but all of a sudden you'll hear about some kind of whiplash case or something, non-surgery, no surgery, mm-hmm. and, so, and the jury says four or 500,000. And I usually try to say, okay, what happened? What, what's going on here? What did I miss? What's going on here? And a lot of times, well, there was a Miami lawyer. A guy came up in a shark skin suit uh, okay. from Miami okay. and, and to a Santa Rosa County jury trying to, you know, whatever, bully his way around the courtroom. And they ended up hating the lawyer so much. Uh. It was a retaliatory uh, verdict. So, you know, so the, the lawyer makes a difference, too. And there's some <laughs> defense lawyers that are abrasive. Mm. Some just don't have jury appeal. And there's others out there that are just nice guys. And they it, the jury's going to end up liking the defense lawyer. Even if the de- defendant's at fault, they've caused the wreck, the person's injured. But the defense lawyer is so nice and reasonable and John Boyish that he, at least keep the verdict down. Mm. They're not going to do anything to inflame or incense the jury. So that's another factor but so there's you know, really the whole, and then you got to start looking at the expense. Another factor we, where our topic is about, you know, uh, evaluating cases. The other thing that I never used to talk much about, but I do more, is the cost of going to trial. So back in the 80s, I go to trial all day long for $5,000. Hmm. I go all the way to trial, $5,000 for court reporters and whatever. And, and nowadays, you can't go to trial for less than $30,000. Oh, there's no way. You're going to end up in the courtroom. So that has to be taken off the bottom line. So if the client wants 75000 and the adjuster offers fifty, take it or leave it, and you don't take the fifty, and you go to court and you get seventy-five, by the time the dust clears, you're not really going to come out ahead. Mm. Uh, so I, I try to... Let people see that because sometimes we draw, we all draw lines that are. And I'll get, I'll get a case, for instance, and I want a hundred. We're at mediation. I really want a hundred, and they stop at seventy-five, and you walk out. So they're at seventy-five, and but at, at that point, you're both stupid. You both, <laughs> you both have admitted that there's a case here, right? Right. So that case should settle for eighty-five to ninety because nobody knows what a jury's going to say, and and if we're going to spend. 30000 to go to court, insurance companies had to pay the lawyer. Yeah. So they're going to spend fifty or 70000 to go to court. Uh, so there's a lot There's a lot less going to trial because of that now. Because of it's high-stakes poker, uh, yeah, there's more settlements. Oh, gosh. Well, 
you filled me with the simultaneous hope and despair. And it's amazing how you can do that, uh, talking about some of these cases. But uh, this, this is what's fascinating to me, is that personality can play such an important part in the deciding of a case. So I want to talk next time, because we're out of time now, maybe putting personality aside, let's talk next time about things like diagnostic scans and photographs, things that are supposed to be very objective and how much they decide in a case. But let's do this. We'll wait until next week. If you're interested in the previous episodes in this particular topic about talking about cases and case value and coming up with a, you know how you approach a case like this, just go back and listen to the player. The previous episodes are there. We come out with a new episode of Tort Talk every single week. And, well, I'll see you next week, Terrence. Take care. Take care.